Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, hello and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So great to be with everybody. Hope everyone is staying safe and uh, is well as we get, again, one day closer to the resumption of hockey. Right now, today's Locked On Islanders podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. We have got a lot to talk about on today's show. Obviously, uh, the subject of racism still on a lot of people's minds, including some of the Islanders. We'll talk about that. We are also excited about the Islanders' resumption of play, and we'll talk a little bit about some players who may have a bigger role in the playoffs than they did, perhaps, during the regular season. We also have our Islanders' birthday of the day And we'll take a trip back in the time machine. This one, not as far. This trip is less than 10 years old, but it's still a good memory and a good one for Islanders fans. So plenty to talk about. If there's something that you'd like to talk about, feel free to send us an email. The email address for the show, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, I'm more than happy to mention you on the air when we discuss whatever it is. That's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR, VSNYI. So, again, the subject of racism in the fallout from the George Floyd incident uh, still weighing very heavily on the country and, quite honestly, on the sports world with most major sports not being played right now, athletes speaking out and trying to make their feelings known. And a lot of uh, big time NHL players have spoken out. Connor McDavid released a statement yesterday, basically condemning racism and vowing to educate himself and initiate social change. Uh, And, You know, we talked yesterday on the show about Anders Lee and what he said. There are not a lot of African-American players traditionally in hockey, but uh, a number of them, including current player P.J. Subban and, of course, uh, veteran George LaRock, uh, who is retired, both have spoken out about racism and, and how it affects people and the world of hockey really trying, it seems, almost everybody, to go out there and make a positive statement and 
say things that will create change because change certainly is needed in this country. The, the country obviously strongest when all citizens of this country and all people in this country are able to live safely, securely, and have equal justice under the law. And certainly when all citizens, regardless of race, color, creed, uh, sexual orientation, and anything else you might want to throw in, uh, when they can reach their full potential as human beings. So change, definitely something that is on the mind of a lot of hockey players. And I'm just going to read one Islander today who tweeted about the situation and and shared his feelings. The uh, Islander who sent out the tweet that I'm going to read, Scott Mayfield, he tweeted this out on Tuesday, basically says, today has important social influence. Mute and listen, then change. Post all the long messages and thought out responses, but we must change our actions. I must be better. We all must be better together. Show it in our actions of everyday life, not just over the internet. God bless. And a strong show of support there against racism and prejudice by Scott Mayfield. And just wanted to share it and pass it along. We did talk about Anders Lee's post yesterday. And again, we're seeing so many different hockey players and and organizations throughout the league coming out with these kind of quotes and it's good and let's hope it continues to lead to change and to action that is necessary to make our country a better place for everybody. Meanwhile, I wanted to mention briefly uh, about Kiefer Bellows. To me, Bellows is really a wild card for the Islanders once the playoffs get underway. Now, all throughout the season, we have all been aware that the Islanders have struggled to score a lot of goals, and that's something they desperately need to do. Yesterday, we talked about Jean-Gabriel Pajot, what he needs to do uh, in order to help the Islanders in this upcoming playoff series with the Florida Panthers. Now, let's talk about the possible contributions of Kiefer Bellows. He played in eight games with the Islanders after leading the Bridgeport Sound Tigers in goals. He was called up for a brief stint earlier this year. Eight games, two goals, one assist, basically the three points in eight games. He was a plus three and had 11 shots on goal in those eight games. Bellows really would give the Islanders Uh, presence as a power forward, and that is something that this team definitely could use. Other than Anders Lee, uh, they don't have a lot of guys with the skill set that Bellows has who can get in front of the net and who can disrupt a goalie and who can also, you know, handle the puck as well as Bellows can. And, you know, Bellows is not a fourth-line kind of a player. The other players besides Anders Lee, who the Islanders have, are the guys who are going to get fourth-line minutes. So, to me, very encouraging to think that Kiefer Bellows, even if he doesn't start in Game 1 of this five-game series, 
the Islanders would certainly be wise to have him on the roster and ready to insert in either game two or game three or whenever they need to, to add some offensive punch to this lineup to get a little bit more physical down low in the dirty areas outside the opponent's crease and goal area and to give the Islanders another offensive weapon, which is something that they most certainly need heading into the playoffs if they hope to make a longer playoff run. And if you want to make a longer playoff run, try a Built Bar. It'll help your endurance and it'll do a lot of great things for you. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Comes in 16 amazing flavors. Eight of them are nut free. Eight of them do have nuts. All 16 flavors are covered in 100% chocolate. And Built Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Check out my favorite, the peanut butter brownie flavor, 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, just 3 grams of sugar, and 3 grams of net carbs. I had it before I went out and did my workout yesterday, and it really did make a difference. Right now, we have a special offer for Locked On Islanders listeners. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. That's LOCKEDON, the promo code, at BuiltBar.com. All right, it's time for our Islanders birthday of the day, and I I always enjoy this segment. Makes me think back to a number of, well, you know, Islanders from the past, and today we're going to do a unique Islander, Jeff Toms. Did not last long with the Islanders, but certainly had the unique distinction of playing on both the Rangers and the Islanders. In the same season, Toms played 39 games for the Islanders back in 2000-2001, scored two goals, six points, and had 10 penalty minutes that season. And midway through the season, Toms was waived and picked up by the Rangers. So in uh, 2000-2001, he played for both the Rangers and the Islanders. And uh, look. darn big for a hockey player, and he was, you know, not the biggest goal scorer, per se, but certainly used his size well, could check well, play well in his own zone. Played for the Lightning, the Capitals, the Islanders, the Rangers, the Penguins, and the Panthers during his eight years in the National Hockey League, and we're going to go back to the game in which he made his Islanders debut. It was October 20th of 2000. Islanders taking on the Atlanta Thrashers at the Phillips Arena down in Hotlanta. And the Islanders getting on the board first. Brad Isbister with his first of the season. Jeff Toms and Marius Tchaikovsky with the assists. And the Islanders took a 1-0 lead. Wade Flaherty, by the way, was the Islanders' goalie in this game. Damian Rhodes got the start uh, for the Atlanta Thrashers, but he did not last the entire game, and he was replaced by Milan uh, Nelika, who came on and finished up after, well, basically a rough start. Islanders got more goals shorthanded 
and this is kind of unusual to say the least, Tyler Pyatt, uh, Taylor Pyatt rather, off for hooking, and Zidane Chara comes through with a shorty for the Islanders, his first of the season, Mike Stapleton and Max Lindgren with the assists at 9.32, and then on the same shorthanded situation, Roman Hammerlick gets his second of the season from Claude Lapointe and Tim Conley at 10.41, two shorthanded goals, 59 seconds, uh, excuse me, a minute and nine seconds apart, and the Islanders had a 3-0 lead. Dave Scatcherd made it 4-0 Islanders with his first of the season at 14.59, Claude Lapointe and Max Lindgren with the helpers, and the Islanders were in command. In the second period, however, Florida bouncing back, Tyler, uh, Taylor Pyatt in the penalty box for slashing, and Ray Ferraro, the former Islander, cashes in his third from Andrew Burnett and Donald Audette at 3.05, then with Gary Galley in the box and Kevin Haller, so it's a five-on-three power play for Atlanta, Andrew Burnett gets his first of the season, and it is suddenly a 4-2 to two hockey game. But the Islanders' power play clicks again. This game was basically full of power play goals. With Sergei Vyshejevich in the box, Roman Hammerlick comes through his third of the season. Tim Conley and Kenny Janssen with the helpers. And then a goal in the third period by Atlanta, Pair. Uh, Sverdvadet getting his first from Andreas Carlson and Dean Sylvester. That closes out the, sc- the scoring, and the Islanders skate away with a road win, 5-3, to three, over those Atlanta Thrashers, and the Islanders certainly pleased with that. Jeff Toms getting his very first point in his first game with the Islanders. As far as multiple point games were concerned, Roman Hammerlick had a pair of goals for the Islanders. Tim Connolly, Claude Lapointe, Max Lindgren, all with two assists in this one. Plus minus, well, there was Claude Lapointe and Roman Hammerlick each with a plus three, while Roman Hammerlick led all Islanders players with five shots on goal in this game. As for the goaltending, Wade Flaherty, 24 saves in 27 shots as the Islanders earned the win. Islanders had 29 shots on the team, and uh, Jeff Toms again waived in February of this season, 2000-2001, and picked up by the New York Rangers. Not a lot of players played games for both the Rangers and the Islanders in one season, so, uh, you know, that, that was a tough one. A couple of players, you know, went back and forth between the two teams. I could think of Michael Haley, who the Rangers signed as a free agent after the Islanders had him in 2012. Burt Marshall, the Islanders uh, acquired in the interleague draft after the 72-73 season and before the 73-74 season. The Rangers also signed Ray Ferraro as a free agent back in 1995 after Ferraro was with the Islanders. But For the most part, uh, you know, not a lot of players doing that all in one season between those two teams. So happy 46th birthday to Jeff Toms, 
and uh, we remember his contributions to the New York Islanders. And if you want to contribute to the health and well-being of your car, try rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines tend to do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account logons. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And during this difficult time, that's even more important. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on on their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Alright, time for our Time Machine feature. We are going to head back to the lockout shortened 2012 2013 season. During that year, the Islanders and the rest of the NHL played only 48 games rather than the usual 82, but it was a good year for the Islanders. First of all, the team finished 24-17-7, which uh, is certainly a solid record. Actually, you know, it's NHL seven points above 500, but the team actually wins 24 games, loses 24 games, and they actually scored exactly the same number of goals that they gave up, 139. But to me, this was the most dominant season for John Tavares. 47 points in uh, the 48-game season, 28 goals scored for JT, and you, you just know that uh, he was at his best during this season, and really, to me, his most dominant. And you, you add Matt Molson and Michael Grabner, who had 15, and they added 10, and the Islanders had some pretty good uh, offensive weapons. Not elite, but again, solid. And for the Islanders, they reached the playoffs for the first time. Uh, since the 2006-2007 season. And that in and of itself uh, was a very good thing. And they had played a very tough playoff series that year against the Pittsburgh Penguins, losing in six games. We are going to head back and take a look at a, at a game between the Islanders and the Devils, February 16th, 2000. And 13. At that point, first of all, let's look at the Billboard charts. Uh, at number five, I Knew You Were in Trouble by Taylor Swift. Ho Hey by the Lumineers was fourth on the Billboard charts. Scream and Shout by Will I Am and Britney Spears was in the number three position. Bruno Mars was second on the charts with Locked Out of Heaven. And Macklemore and Ryan Lewis featuring Wands were at number one with the song Thrift Shop. 
And we had some really good movies out at that point, including A Good Day to Die Hard with Bruce Willis and Alex Young and Beautiful Creatures. Those were among the films at or near the top of the box office. Back on February 16th, 2013, game played before 15,488 fans at the Nassau Coliseum. Devils had Johan Hedberg in goal, while the Islanders went with Evgeny Nabokov. And a scoreless first period was uh, the result. Both goalies playing well. Each team had uh, some interesting chances. The Devils had a uh, power play chance when Matt Martin went off for holding. But then David Ulstrom had a penalty shot in this game, but missed it. And the score was still 0-0 at the end of 20 minutes. In the second period, however, the Islanders took command. And it was John Tavares getting things started. His ninth goal of the season, Brad Boys and Matt Molson get the assist at 1646. Then the Islanders go on a power play when New Jersey's Bryce Salvador was called for high sticking and Tavares strikes 1909. Shortly after that, Henrik Talander called for tripping at 1854 and the Islanders go right back onto the power play 12 seconds later. Matt Molson, his seventh from Brad Boys and John Tavares at the end of 40 minutes, Islanders three. Devils, nothing. In the third period, New Jersey got on the board, got back into the game with Mark Streit in the penalty box for holding. Marek Zidlicki hits his first goal of the young season. Patrick Eliash and Ilya Kovalchuk with the assist, and it's a 3-1 hockey game. But the Islanders' power play strikes again. Zidlicki headed into the box for holding, and John Tavares gets his Third goal of the game, his 11th of the season for the big hat trick. Mark Streit and, and Matt Molson with the assist at 14:45. Michael Grabner scores in the final minute of the game for the Islanders, his sixth of the season from Keith O'Coin and Travis Hamanick. And the Islanders skate away with a strong 5-1 win over a very good Devils team that came into that game with a 9-2-3 record. Tavares, three goals, one assist in this game. He was a plus one, led the Islanders with six shots on goal. Matt Molson also added six. Brad Boys had two assists in this game. Matt Molson, one goal, three assists uh, to be a big contributor. So the Islanders' top line really getting the job done in this one. And Brian Strait led all Islanders players with a plus two in this one. The star of the game, besides Tavares and Molson, though, Evgeny Nabokov, 30 saves in 31 shots by the New Jersey Devils. Both teams playing this one tough. And again, you had that penalty shot in this game. That was taken by David Ulstrom of the Islanders. Ulstrom only on ice for 7 minutes and 40 seconds, but was unable to cash in on the penalty shot. But this was a nice win for the Islanders. They headed to the playoffs that year. They were the 8th seed in the Eastern Conference. 
but the Pittsburgh Penguins were a little bit too much for them. But every game in that series was very, very close, and the Islanders really did get a sense of optimism after that series that they could play with a team as good as the Pittsburgh Penguins were at that time. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to give us a five-star rating and leave a review on your podcatcher of choice. That helps other Islander fans find our show. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now tell your smart device to play the new episode of Locked On NHL. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And remember, let's go Islanders.